This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. He's Bryce Salsa. I'm Ray Corey. Told you the college football rankings are out again, college football playoff rankings. And exactly what we said was going to happen happened. Washington moved up to number four. And I don't. I think that's where they belonged anyway, personally. And I don't know why. Even though Florida State's 11-0, I have not believed in them. And I don't know why. I like Mike Norvell. I know him. He was here with Todd Graham for a while at Tulsa. Really good guy who's been a really good coach everywhere he's been. He did great things at Memphis, too. And I like Mike. And I, you know, Florida State's always really talented. And before Jordan Travis was injured, maybe, maybe worthy. I don't know. What is it about him? How did you feel about him, Bryce? I was pretty high on them early on after their, you know, drubbing of LSU, at least in the second half of that first game. Um, I thought they were really good. Did you realize LSU wasn't very good? Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, too, about this, uh, I'm, I'm on the same level as you are in that I think Washington deserves the fourth spot personally. Look at the beaten. Yeah, look at, exactly. Look at their resume. And the thing is, for Florida State, you know, you're going to have Ohio State and Michigan face each other. Somebody's got to lose in that one. There's still some movement to be made mm-hmm. that you can find Florida State back in there. Oh, but, yeah. But my whole thing is, you know, for people to gripe about it, it's like, well, when both teams are 11-0 and and Washington has a pretty good resume, are you just going to keep them out the whole time because that's the way it rolled out, you know, for Initially. the first latter half of the season? Right. So that, that's my issue with it is when people get, you know, kind of worked up about, oh, well, the, now they're throwing in Washington and they're punishing them for this reason. I think there's a lot more variables to think about with that. There are. And if you look, you know, again, Florida State uh, early on beat, beat LSU. And again, that's when people thought LSU was going to be really good. But let's look at Florida State's overall body of work. I mean, so uh, they beat LSU 45-24. That's a great start. They beat Southern Miss like a drum, 66-13. They barely got by Boston College, 31-29. They beat Clemson by seven. At the time, Clemson wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. Pretty good drubbing of Virginia Tech. It was 39-17. They beat Syracuse horribly like everybody does. They beat Duke by 18, and at the moment, Duke was pretty good. Then they beat Wake Forest soundly. They uh, beat Pittsburgh soundly. They beat Miami by seven, and then they trompled uh, Florida State. So you would say that Miami, Duke at the time, because they were still playing very well, and, and haven't seen Louisville yet. Haven't seen North Carolina yet. Right. And we won't see North Carolina. Right, right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they see Florida State and then Louisville. So we're going to, I mean, probably they see Florida and then Louisville. So we'll see exactly how it plays out. And now that their quarterback's gone, it makes it harder anyway. But then you look at Washington, who's beaten Oregon and they've beaten Oregon State. You know, they've beaten, they've beaten USC. And we know that USC plays bad defense, but Caleb Williams is always capable of, of beating you. Our question was, did the committee move them just because of the Jordan Travis injury, which wouldn't be fair? I mean, if you no. want, if you want to look at him just being better, that's fine. Yeah, but it wouldn't be fair to move him just because the guy got hurt. So last night on ESPN, as they do after they had the announcement, Boo Corrigan, who's the chair, was on with Reese Davis and the guys from ESPN, and they asked him about why Washington moved up. You guys don't get into a position where you're just evaluating team A against team B. I understand that part. What carried the day for Washington moving up a spot to number four ahead of Florida State? Yeah, it, it really was about Washington and what Washington did this past weekend and going up to Reeser Stadium, tough place to play. Uh, their defense has come around, um, has played well the last six quarters, given up a total of 20 points. Again, no that it was a rainy day, but in, in total, again, and that's what we're looking at, and y'all were talking different data points, but, you know, watching games does matter. And as we looked at 
Washington over the course of the season looked at Florida State uh, this past week in week 12. We decided to put Washington ahead. Okay, so what impact did the injury to Jordan Travis have on the evaluation of Florida State? Didn't have any impact. As we're watching the game, uh, Florida State starts off down 13. Um, Rodemaker comes in to the game. They score 58 consecutive points. Uh, they got a lot of dudes on the field, Reese. They got a lot of guys that can play. And, you know, as we're looking at it, that's where we are uh, this week. And, again, anything beyond that is going to be projecting. Okay. But isn't it incumbent on the committee to evaluate what a team is? And when a team loses a quarterback of the caliber of Jordan Travis, uh, you're not projecting to evaluate that they're not the same team until proven otherwise. No, sure. But that's what, that's what the next couple of weeks are going to be about, is continuing to watch uh, Florida State, watch how they do. Uh, they've got a couple of tough games against Florida down in the swamp, then the ACC championship, and we've got two more. Uh, evaluation points to, that, that are going to come in the next two weeks. So what would you say is the committee's charge when they're evaluating injuries? Yeah, we, we, the, the, the key to that, one, is not projecting into what it's going to be the following week, right? Because that, that's not what our job is. When we get to the championship, <laughs> when we get after the championship games, we need to take everything into account, at which point we, we can look at who's going to be available, who's not going to be available, and, and combine that with the previous 12 weeks, 13 weeks, counting the conference championship game, and the statistical analysis and everything. So, in, in you know, in total, Reese, we're going to look at everything. So he says they didn't look at the injury, and he and he says, and he's right. This is going to work itself out. Bryce said the same thing because Ohio State and Michigan are going to play. Now, doesn't mean if one of them loses, they're not going to both still be in the top four. Yeah, imagine that game going into double overtime or something, yeah. and they're like, oh, these teams are neck and neck. Just mm -hmm. keep them in there. Right. You know, we've seen two SEC teams make it before. We've seen two Big Ten teams make it before. So we wouldn't yeah. be surprised necessarily if that were to happen. You know, there probably should be that conversation. Well, there would be had Oregon not lost early. A uh, conversation around Oregon and Washington both being there, that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. they were going to meet inevitably, too. So it's going to work its way out itself out some. If Florida State remains unbeaten, it's going to be hard to keep them out, even with a one-loss Ohio State or Michigan you think is really good. But you, you, the committee, what we've always had a problem with, or at least since it started, is some people saying body of work and some saying resume. Or some, you know, some saying eye test and some saying resume. Mm -hmm. you, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You can look and think, yeah, they look really good, you know, and, you know, but still, you've got to prove this on the field. So Boo Corrigan kind of word saladed that, but then said, no, it wasn't because of Jordan Travis, it's because we think Washington deserved to be there. Well, why didn't they deserve to be there before <laughs> Jordan Travis got hurt? Right. It's what a lot of people will add. That's, that, that probably was the key question that should have been asked. And then he might have just said, you know, okay, because that win at Oregon State was impressive the way they grounded out. But Texas's win at, Ohio, at Iowa State was impressive the way they grounded out, and they're not up there. No. Um, so uh, it is what it is. That's where we stand when it comes to college football rankings. It's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and then Washington. And they don't tell you how far behind anybody finished. So we don't know a points number, if you will. Then it's Florida State, Oregon, Texas, Bama, Missouri, Louisville. Then Oklahoma's up 1-13, to 13, OSU up 3-20. to 20. Of course, they're not going to get there. Really, your top six-ish, maybe Texas. And I suppose Bama, if, if things were went, went really crazy. But, you know, Ohio State-Michigan only have a chance to lose one. So yeah. 
I don't know that I could see Texas or Bama jumping any of them. I would think Florida State, Oregon is really about as as deep as you're going to go. I, I've seen people make a huge argue, argument for Texas, but I don't necessarily. I, I do think Texas's early win over Alabama, when Alabama wasn't playing as well, when Milrow wasn't as good. I think it counts. I think it's important because it was in Tuscaloosa. You think it looks better now, considering how good Alabama's been? No, or people kind of see through no, that. I think, no, I think better. it looks worse now because uh, Jay, okay. at the time Milroe wasn't playing well. Yeah, I mean, he's not. I mean, now he's playing like a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, and he wasn't playing well then. He was still trying to find his way. So no, I that one. I don't think. I mean, I do think it. It matters as much as any. When you start looking at the teams that are, you know, the unbeaten teams that have beaten somebody important, well, Texas has beaten more people in Michigan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's just, those are just our thoughts. You also notice, this is funny, Boo Corrigan sounded hoarse like he'd been yelling at the committee members. <laughs> Damn it, I said put him there. I mean, you just hear Boo Corrigan, who seems like this nice guy going off in the background. I told you. To do Rutgers this. is a top 25 defense. Don't you know this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Those, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can hear him screaming and that's, yelling. That's where, that's where I could go on about where the resume pops in and mm-hmm. out, you know, for mm-hmm. certain teams. Yeah, but. it does. And, and these guys continue, well, it's this, and then it's this, and then it's how they look here. Look, how they look doesn't make any difference. Yeah. You play the schedule you were given, and if you win that schedule, beat, that, beat the people in that schedule impressively, you look good. Yeah. Uh, then you got to say okay, but then then you go to okay, then who have you beaten? Which is the body of work of the resume. So think about the movement that you could see from four teams at least in the rivalry week, weekend: Ohio mm-hmm. State, Michigan. So somebody's got to lose there. Yep. Florida State in the swamp, they could lose there, mm-hmm. and then Oregon in the Civil War against Oregon State. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if all those games, I guess more so Florida State and Oregon, if yep. they drop those. You know, you could see some movement. Yeah, if Florida State and Oregon move, Texas and Bama are going to go past them. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about yeah. that. And if Michigan, you know, whoever loses Ohio State, Michigan, you know, they're they're likely, I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know that they drop out of the top four. They Maybe they would, and Washington would move to three, and maybe yeah. Oregon, if they were to win that, would jump to four. I think that, that could be a nightmare scenario for Texas and Alabama if mm-hmm. you have two lost teams in front of them and they just mm-hmm. say, okay, just swap Ohio State and Michigan, or keep them the same, you know? Yeah, could could you could they take? They just keep them there. Yeah, let you know. So let's say Washington. Let's say you know whoever loses Ohio State, Michigan. Okay, boom. Washington wins. Florida State loses, and Oregon loses. Let's say that's the case. Do you move Texas or Bama from seven or eight all the way into mm. that top four? And if so, if you're a committee member, how do you explain that? You're going to yeah. say it's the one loss. Well, those other teams have a loss. You know, Bama's yeah. losses early before the quarterback was playing well. Texas's losses to an Oklahoma team that was at the time playing great and then kind of skidded a little bit before they picked mm-hmm. it back up. And, I mean, come on now. They beat BYU by seven on the road. And right. that's not a great BYU team. So they're not not playing early like they were early. As a matter of fact, and look, this is not me being a non-Sooner fan or anything because I love them. I hope they win. But you seen you saw, you know, a lot of people covering them. And Ryan Avery even told us that some of the fire had been missing. Right. So was the was the Oklahoma win over Texas a better win than the Texas win over Alabama? You want to see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, how do you t- do you take a Texas Bama and shoot them all the way into the top four if those teams lose and that chaos ensues? <laughs> That's what they are praying doesn't happen. I'd say so. They don't want to make that decision, and they doggone sure don't want to explain it. Because and that's the thing too is you have to look at what the remaining games. Let's mm-hmm. say Texas beats Texas Tech, like okay, like handily, mm-hmm. and then you face OSU in the Big Twelve Championship. I mean OSU's the one of the more likely people to uh, teams to be in the Big Twelve Championship. But they're twentieth. 
And you know? so if you <laughs> to, to look at that those last two games in that body of work mm-hmm. and then thrown to four, there's going to be some more explaining to do than uh, Texas has exactly. a buttload of money. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> you know, and you and need if, to find some other reason. Then then OSU will get some respect of like, well, Ollie Gordon's a Heisman guy. Did you know that? Yeah. You know, and, and if you think for a second Oklahoma State's not capable of beating Texas, you're nuts. They are. Yeah. They're absolutely oh, yeah, for sure. capable for of sure. beating Texas. Oh yeah, you get after Quinn Ewers and make him a little uncomfortable, and he'll start throwing darts to anybody. I mean, he's a guy who can get shaky. Again, he's got got that thoroughbred thing going on. He had his he had his moments against Iowa State, but he wasn't great. And yeah. you know, and Alan Bowman is a manager of a game and does it all the time. He's consistently about the same guy. He wasn't very good at Central Florida, but nobody was. Mm. But he's about the same guy all the time. Ewers can be up and he can be down. And you know, Ewers has, by the way, the best fourth quarter completion percentage in college football. Oof. And it's not close. It's over ninety percent. In the fourth Man. quarter, at the same time, he can throw. It takes some a while the, to get there. Yeah, and he can throw some to you too. <laughs> and if, if Ollie can run it, and they can control the ball, and without Jonathan Brooks, if you eliminate Texas's you know running game, look out. Yeah, there's some interesting things that can happen. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.